Okay, corny intro music check and everything else check. I think we're um we're ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to go. <laughs> it's taken us so long, but um we're finally sitting in and doing the first like, episode of the Pool Line podcast. Yeah. We're finally here kicking it off. Exactly. A kind of a pilot to start things off. You know, it's taken us some time to really uh, think about what would be the best plan of action. You know, we've had some ideas, you know, like different people talking things through with other people about what we could do, things to start off with, and we just didn't really know what to do. But the other week on the bus, friend was like, yo, bro, why don't you just do something very simple and interview each other, get something going. So, um... Sounds like a good idea. And yeah. That's exactly what we're going to do now. Yeah, exactly. I think it's also, um, good training to just get me and Zash to actually talk to each other. Exactly. We just need to get used to this, get comfortable, hopefully introduce you guys to us, and, you know, help you learn a bit more about us. Yeah. Just yeah. make everything more comfortable and easy. Yeah, yeah, make everything more comfortable and easier like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a progression. Progression for us too. I mean, I think, again, the point I tried to emphasize is that it's a learning experience for us as well. And I think also be kind of funny to look back in 10 years and be like, why did we do this? Yeah. But you know, if it, if it goes anywhere, it goes somewhere and that's cool. I don't know how to view that in 10 years, just listening <laughs> back to our... Yeah, exactly. I'll do a quicker one today, not bore people. And maybe just talk about a bit about what we want to do, who we are, and basic stuff. Class I mean, experiences that we've had, students, everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to start off with questions, Sasha? Yeah, experience? let's go straight into questions. Let's introduce ourselves a tiny bit. Mm, yeah. I had a friend of mine was like, let's interview each other. So I kind of like that. Okay, for preface, I'm staring at Sasha right now. Yeah, look at me. Very look intense. At me. Yeah, okay. I guess the first question could kind of be start off, you know. Actually, I don't even know this myself. How did we meet? How did we meet? You know, I've, I've got a pretty good idea. So first of all, we went to the same school, primary school. And I think you were in the, my very first class. I remember the first day. I mean, was I? Yeah, I think you were. I mean, I don't, I don't remember specifically. Don't get me wrong. I think you were in my very first class. Nah. No, no, mean, no, no, because... Actually, maybe? No, because I was in second... I was in this, the second year I was in your class. The first year I wasn't. I had a different oh. teacher. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I thought you were some weird kid like Norrin, so... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, I think a lot of people get the, that type of impression, so you're not yeah. the first one. But, <laughs> yeah, I think from there... I mean, I was never... To be honest, like, I wasn't, I wasn't really close with you till we hit secondary school. Primary school was just me kind of being a child, going... Being a child. Doing child stuff, you know, playing football, <laughs> being a, pretty much an idiot. Yeah, Nothing really are. good about myself. Nice, nice. But yeah, I think that's that's the very first introduction we had. We was in the class together, and then I think when we really started to kick off our friendship was introduction to the secondary school. Because obviously we left our primary school, and I think it was just me, you, and one other person from that school. And turns out we were lucky to have in the, have each other in our new class at Aww, our secondary school. So cute. And we took the school bus, and it, yeah, we got to see you every day. <laughs> yeah, Which, what yeah, a shame. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and the rest is history, I the guess you can history. say. And now we're here making a podcast. Now we're making a podcast. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good history or a bad one, but we're here. So yeah, actually, I didn't know that. I thought we. Uh... Yeah, I remember. I think you probably just came up to me one day and was like, "Yo, I'm Sasha." <laughs> yeah, I got used nah, to that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that confident. You no. should know that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're working there on this podcast. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty basic uh, overview of kind of the journey, I guess. I mean, besides that, what else did I know? 
Secondary school has been a bit stressful. Primary school is stressful. Everything's been stressful. A lot of things happen in secondary school. Yeah. You know, I think me, I think um, primary school, you don't really have a recollection of it. You're just, you zoom by it. Secondary school is when you start actually having a bit more of a conscious and just, you know, making and developing friendships. Like me and you did a, did a lot more, especially because you were in my, every single class in secondary school. Um, yeah. Every single subject, and then we had stuff outside of school. I remember doing drama, doing that play with you. <laughs> All those plays with us three—that was terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's when you start really kind of developing some childhood friendships there. Yeah, I think to move on from that point is that I guess one thing that's been nice to charter is that as much as we might have been close or kind of friendly at primary school, you know, we're nine, we're young. At most, it's just kicking football with each other. But I think uh, within school, those activities, drama, sports, whatever, that's where I actually met most people. And yeah, we actually connected. Because as much as it might have, I might have been super close with someone when I'm eight, you know, now I probably wouldn't even you know, know what to talk to them about. I mean, I would say a big factor would be probably just, we, we also live very close to each other. Oh, yeah, like true. location <laughs> does very help, like help a lot. You know, some for some, I'd say some friends just live so far away hard to really connect with them but yeah, yeah you know, that we definitely got lucky in that aspect as well so i'd say that that was kind of how we first met and we continued our friendship yeah cool i mean you're probably wondering why does this even matter why are we telling you this i mean yeah, i think it's good to get a bit of an overview also i, I think growing up with people in different situations uh, not not quite being friends first but then kind of coming out of it to become uh, better friends i think that's what that really proves it, I guess. Yeah, and we definitely had our rough patches, you know, just especially during secondary school. We weren't Hate always, <laughs> weren't always body body, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had our arguments. We, we, I think we went through a period of we, where we found each other just annoying. But you know, <laughs> wait, just, what? wait what? Wait what? Wait what? I was unaware of this. I just uh, assumed okay, I was great okay. friends. No, but I didn't even joke. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I didn't even know this. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, okay. Well, you just hated me. I just found that out. Thanks. Um, yeah, well, I, we're still here. I guess he likes me more than he did. What point did uh, did things change for, I want to know this now, for you and me? As in, oh, oh now this guy isn't annoying anymore. Okay, so, uh, well, let me run through this. I think um, around, I think it was year five. I don't know. And like, I don't know, because um, we're still in secondary school. Obviously, what? I'm a bit of an idiot. <laughs> um, we're all immature, but you used to talk so much. And I don't know, just, it just, I found that. It's gone your nerves. You know, got on my nerves. I was never like the loud kid. I was always, you know, just kind of chill. I would just annoying, the, moody. The annoying, yeah. moody child. And yeah, I think your just loudness got to me sometimes, especially just in the morning on the bus. I was just there like, when will this guy just, Shush. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, um, no, but then, you know, obviously, when you go through secondary school, you start maturing. Obviously, I'm talking like I'm, I'm, I'm an old yeah, You man. had to deal with me. You couldn't leave me. I yeah. can't leave you alone. Well, I mean, yeah, so I guess I just grew into a better person, finally realized. <laughs> I, I was a bit of a shithead back then. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, just kind of accepted it, you know? Yeah, that's good. I mean... I guess I'd like to say I'm glad that we're still together. Yeah, I, I definitely did talk a lot. I still talk a lot. And I'll probably continue to talk a lot as I get older. Heck, if I, I couldn't talk, why would I be doing this? So, but um, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I'd say the feeling was mutual. So I guess maybe it was kind of annoying that Sasha was always so moody in the morning. 
Just an annoying Russian kid who thought he knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. man. I think my parents would agree with you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely would agree with you on that one. Yeah, but I mean, maybe that's good for us too. To uh, I, Maybe I didn't realize it, but I, I caught myself thinking about that kind of over the quarantine period, just how different a lot of my friends and I uh, were and then kind of coming together. Maybe it's influence of cultures or upbringing or just personalities more basically. Um, but I think it's cool to see that a lot of my friends who I don't think could be quite as close with me you know, had it not been for circumstantial just pushing us together. Um, but yeah, I think it's still pretty cool that like, like otherwise maybe me and Sasha wouldn't have been close, but it's just, it's, the, it's fate, it's the universe, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of factors, obviously. Like I said, I think, I think a lot of school obviously plays a big part, location, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you just got to have the right experiences with people. But it's always nice to see where you started from, who you're friends with, and then how you've changed over your school period or just in life, and who, where you are, who your friends are now, how different you are from them, how you became friends with them, how your relationships or friendships have changed with them. It's always interesting just to see how you change, how they change. And, yeah, it's just... That's I guess cool. part of life, yeah. You just yeah. Ana- analyze what's happened to you over the over your history. Yeah, I often find myself <laughs> looking back on a on a the primary school, no secondary school, uh, kind of yearbook. As I just thought it was corny, but you know, in truth, I do actually look back, and I there's still actually the receipt in the book. Again, as weird and corny as that sounds, it was like remember this. It has stuck with me, and I look back to that yearbook, and I mean, heck, we all thought we were super old and ready for the world. But I think, yeah, it's still really cool to see the guys that maybe I wasn't so close with then, coming older, coming into themselves, and being a lot more secure, or you know, otherwise, some of my friends then, who you know, haven't quite gone on the same track with me. But it's still, it's just still pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, especially when I look back, like, I don't know about everyone else, but I think everyone can definitely relate. You look at an incident in the past, and you look at yourself back then, and you're like, I was so stupid, I was so immature, you know, or something like that. And you then you come away with it now and, you know, you have to deal with that. But it's good that you see that change in the period of time and what's stuck with you since that turning point or change. Hmm. And, um, I mean, yeah, when we did those secondary uh, book, those secondary school books where we just wrote everything before leaving, um, you know, we've, again, we're just kids. <laughs> Wrote a bunch of I don't know nonsense, and when you look back at when you look back at it, it's just funny to read, and you realize how much you've changed and how much different you are as a person. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think at least it's important to look back and kind of be like, "What was I doing?" And like, I look back to last year, thinking, "What was I doing?" I still probably look back to last week, thinking, "What was I doing?" Maybe that's a different issue. But um, no, I think. I guess it's it's good to look back and think, oh, I've definitely changed for the better because that's improvement. Isn't that kind of what we all want at the end of the day? Like I, I, I can be in a, I can still be in a bad situation, but at least knowing that I'm at least better, a bit, bit better off than I was and use what was given to me a bit better, I think it's important. I mean, yeah, relating this back to students, we always want to be learning. We always want to be, you know, just getting more knowledge in life. So I think it's obviously very important just to, you know, look back at maybe past mistakes or past incidents and just always keep learning and taking in more knowledge and just, you know, making more of your life and just, you know, improving as a person, as a whole. Yeah. And that's the qualm that I have, actually, with a lot of guys in my year. I think uh, a perfect thing we said, we, we go to a pretty smart school. So definitely some really motivated guys, some that we're hopefully going to be talking to 
in the coming weeks and actually just getting to know about them. Very interesting and talented individuals. Yeah, but equally, there are a lot of guys who I think could be just as great as them who just, those are the next step. You know, I'm not perfect, that's not perfect. But I think we can both say that um, we can see missed, missed opportunity when we see it, particularly when it's really obvious. And um, yeah, it's all the people who just didn't quite push themselves enough or didn't see um, where they could have improved enough. Like, I think I maybe, maybe I learned too late, but better late than ever, that just because you're in a bad situation now or it looks to be good, or equally, it, it looks to be a good situation, that doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. And all you can really do is just keep going and maintaining and maintaining. And maybe that's long and really difficult to do, but the least you can do is try, at least in our position. You know, we don't, to be a student, we don't pay taxes. We go home, we have a roof under our heads. We have a lot of privileges that we take for granted. Why not at least get back to people who try and take care of us and work hard? Also have a bunch of opportunities offered to you at school. And, you know, it's always good to get involved and take yeah. advantage of those opportunities. Because you never, you never know, like, school is a trial period, testing period, where you just want to try new things, find what are, what's good for you, what do you enjoy. And if you never take hold of those advantage, of those opportunities, you know, you're basically just cutting yourself off and you're limiting yourself as from your, what you can do in later life, realistically. Yeah. So I think it's always important that you have the confidence as a student to always you know, learn and take those opportunities in front of you, have the confidence to get involved, do something that perhaps you're not so keen on, or do something that you love and enjoy over time. It's just develop yourself as a person, your personality and your characteristics. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I often find that when I meet someone new for the first time, if they honestly tell me that they're really, really sick, grade A, French horn or whatever, I'm like, that's pretty cool, bro. Like, wow, that kind of makes me see you in a different light. And regardless of what it is, if you're really committed to something and it's particularly a unique skill to you, I think it's something to be really proud of. And why would you not want to do that in the first place? So maybe that's a mistake that a lot of us made when we were younger. It's just not to really commit to something fear of, I don't know, embarrassment or whatever, but hey, you, you're not going to be amazing guitar when you start picking it up, but mm. doesn't mean you can't pick it up later or earlier or whatever. So yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's super important. To really take yeah, yeah, I think, take. again, another point is just never too late to anything. anything. You can do anything at any time. The opportunities are just right in front of you. You just need to take it. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't, confidence should always be there. You shouldn't fear that anyone should judge you or anything like that. You have... If you want to do it, you should just go do it because you know yeah. that you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> We're That's preaching as, now. As, Nike, as yeah. Nike says, you know, just do it. <laughs> as Nike says, yeah. Maybe it's ironic. You made a point about, um, you know, at school there's so much opportunity. Uh, it's funny that we set this podcast up on our own. We kind of, just stay in the school. We're like, nope, school, you're going to do it on our own. Okay. And maybe that's a good idea. Maybe that's not. But we're still here and we're still recording one. So, so far, so good. And But hey, I guess another I point can be made, just take initiative more often. I mean, I, I've not definitely not been the best when it comes to it. But I think taking initiative is honestly the best thing you can genuinely do as a student. At least for me, but the guys who hurt the most are the ones who actually push past and do something more than everyone else. Even if it's small, even if it takes more courage or whatever, like a, a quote I like, and I'm using it to justify my constant crappy questions in chemistry, but it's always um, a man who asks the questions a fool for a minute, but a man who never asks a fool forever. And I like that because, mm. uh, firstly, again, it justifies me being stupid, but secondly, it just, why not ask a question? Uh, again, even 
Maybe another question when it comes to love life, Sasha could use some tips. When it comes to love life, Sasha could use some tips. I'm trying to help yeah, you. Yeah, these guys. If you but um, just to out. ask, it doesn't matter if you embarrass yourself that much. You might as well ask because like, you'll never know. And I, there, are, there are so many stories of my friends I laugh about all the time. Maybe I'm cool. But just like when they could have been a bit more honest and it could have really helped them. And yeah, I extend that to school too. So. Well, yeah, I think um, also, you know, back to the point about opportunities being in school. School offers you a lot of things, but, you know, there's, life offers you more. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff outside of school. Not everything has to go through school because school can only do so much for you. As like, you know, we wanted to bring this podcast in, but, you know, they were hesitant on it. Hesitant, yeah. And wow. uh, we decided to take the initiative. So, yeah, I think you should always just have the, especially when you're young, just have the confidence to do what you want. Like, I could say that I think I've made a, a few errors in my, you know, in my past where I just haven't had the confidence to pick something up. And now I look back on it. I'm like, I wish I did that. Or yeah. like, I really, you know, would I, I, I just know I would have enjoyed it. So mm. a lot of opportunities are not just in school, but outside it, you know, sometimes they, sometimes you need to look for them. Sometimes they come straight to you. But I think honestly, if you have something, if you, if you have the choice or the chance to do something, you should always just be interested or just, you know, find out more information to see whether you'd actually be enjoying this event or this, you know, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. I'm going to slow us down. I think we're being a bit too preachy here. I think a point, again, if you ask, you shall receive. I think um, probably uh, maybe a good doctrine is just wait your turn. For particularly in quarantine, life mm. kind of sucks right now, and we're doing it for ourselves. And um, I think especially in quarantine, it's just it's a chance to just do what you love and what you enjoy right now. Yeah. Therefore, we've started up this podcast, you know, quarantine. It's a long time, been coming, you know, we, we had the idea, so we're here now doing it. Mm. And uh, I think, yeah, this is, although it's a suckish period, obviously, and who knows what's happening, um, there's obviously a lot of opportunities right now to do what you want or to start something new, learn new talents, new skills. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it has this, has obviously a lot of cons, but, you know, you can turn those this suckish period into, you know, a bit, into a few positives. A bit better. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Try to make the most of it. Mm. I like that. I think... I mean, I think half the time we're trying to convince ourselves, like what Sasha's saying. I think he's right. But I also think that, um, you know, in quarantine, I guess it was, uh, for me at least, it was really important to equally pick up all those opportunities, but also know when's the right time to pick up all those opportunities. Like I find more broadly, I think it's also about finding the right time for it. And, it, and if you're really into it, then you're into it. And if you're not, you're not. And yeah, back with ideas and opportunities. I mean, if you're not really into it, then why go for it? Just focus on something more. Focus on yourself. Speaking on uh, quarantine, what did you do over quarantine? What did I you like that question. In? I like that question. Well, how did you make speech. the most of it? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be privileged things come out and say I actually didn't hate quarantine. I think I definitely hate it now. I, I mean, at this point, we can all just agree it's been a pretty big mismanagement <sighs> by long. the government. Yeah, but for me, um, I chronologically, March, April, May, I like them a lot. I don't know if you remember, but weather was... Pretty banging. We cycled a lot. We yeah, definitely try to use social distance. Outdoors. Social, social distance, distance, of course. Yeah. We definitely try to explore a bit more of London. Yeah. When we could go out, we definitely try to go out a bit more, biking around a lot, just playing around a bit more, reading a lot. I, actually, I mean, mm. I was never really into reading. Of course, we have to. Now that we're older, particularly with A levels, to really get into reading to enrich ourselves in the subjects. Like I'm doing history, that means a lot of reading. But I'm definitely liking it more now. I think 
I hope, as cause of quarantine, it's reading more books. So, yeah, so reading. I think it's... reading kicked off for me as well. I think, I, you know, when you're sitting alone in your room, sometimes it was, it, was, <laughs> it was very sunny outside, but, you know, you can't go outside because COVID. Yeah. So, you know, you pick up a book and you, you know, read a story and go into your imagination, you know, who knows? Go into your imagination. Like that. Like who knows what book you're reading. But um, you just, you know, you get into it, you're interested, and you, you know, indul indulge in this exciting story. Well, hopefully, it's exciting, who knows? But, you know, just widen your mind and your thinking. And yeah. so, I don't know, I thought reading was a valuable thing that I picked up over quarantine, definitely. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I'll stress, I'll, I'll be with everyone. I, I'd say I'm a smart, committed guy. But, bro, it's not that easy to just get into reading, Definitely particularly not. if you're tired. We do a lot of sport, and just to come home and be tired and then focus on reading, it's just not easy on the eyes. Like, back to the sport, me and Nico, where I think I'd say we're two dedicated athletes. Dedicated athletes, I love that. I love it as well. I mean, I'm a, I'm a football player, Nico's a rower. We're, we're you know, constantly working, constantly The grind training. never stops, And man. we're coming never. back late at night, and that's when, you know, you're tired, you want it, you're dirty, you want to take a shower, you want to eat because you're hungry, you haven't had anything. I just want to sleep, man. That's want just to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else, just go home and sleep. That's the truth for me. Yeah, but I guess, I think another point is, um, with all the things we do, it's, I guess it's also hard to find time. I find myself constantly struggling, particularly this year when it comes to applying to certain courses or looking for things and opportunities in the future with universities and whatnot, just to really find time for things like reading and things like actually focus on yourself is difficult. But yeah. I'm with conversation. And Sorry. I'd, I'd say that uh, during quarantine, I asked you what you did. I'd say I'll say a bit of what I did. I thought self care was definitely very important. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna move, but I like what you're saying. I definitely more. spend a lot of time on myself, especially. I'll go back to the question Nico asked me, especially because I went through a rough period and I. Did you? Romantic oh, yeah, yeah, in, my, did, in my relationships and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely put <laughs> a lot more uh, attention into myself. And I definitely just, you know, put more time, focused on myself. And I learned what I... I basically found what, what made me happy, what I wanted to do. And yeah. I thought that, that I used that period very well to just reflect on myself. Yeah, and I can objectively say you become a much more sexy human being. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, grown a bit too. So you know, you you become maybe, a bigger, maybe bolder two man. Centimeters. Yeah, two yeah, centimeters. not bad, not bad. You've been measuring. I like that. Yeah, I think it's kind of inevitable. We just brush a bit on COVID crap. I was just reading an article today on FT about um, which the researchers say a two-week lockdown could um save thousands of lives. Uh, you know, recently this term, we're, we're on half-term break now, uh, or at least will be. Um had a small quarantine lockdown in accordance with mm. the regulations of health wanted for schools because someone or oh, several people tested positive. Everyone's okay now and I think I'm glad to say that there's no issues as cause of. But we were in quarantine for two weeks. It certainly felt weird. And now they're um, suggesting another two week quarantine period. Because we're shut inside for those two weeks, do you think it'll be a, a good idea, at least for mental, physical, political? Well, you know, I think um, there's a bit of difference between the quarantine we had over summer and this quarantine that, or lockdown we might have here. And the fact that online school is obviously very, you know, relevant right now. And everyone's thinking of maybe moving on to online school or whether to keep schools open. But um, I think especially with online school in this lockdown period that we might encounter, you know, you don't have as much time to probably work on yourself because you're constantly sitting in front of a screen, whether you're, you know, chatting with your My teacher eyes, man. Yeah. or if you're just 
you know, working and, you know, you're sitting in a chair and it's, you can't get much exercise, you get tired, your attention span is just not there. You're sitting at a screen, you know, thinking about other things. You're on, you're on your computer or in, on your phone, constant distractions, notifications. And it's just, I think that times you're, you're not going to have time to focus on yourself or at least not as much as you probably would have had previously. Yeah, I think I'll push on a point, something that at least I want to tell this back up, we're being a bit too broad, but um, to myself, Tash talks about time for himself and notifications, social media. Um, I think one thing I realized, at least maybe over quarantine period and an effect I did subsequently, was I deleted, crazy, I know, right? I deleted a lot of my socials. And you know, some of my friends just thought I was being hermity or whatever, you know, quarantine changed me or maybe a tough year or GCSEs or whatever. But the, the main point I at least took from it or the main point I wanted to take in the beginning was just have a bit more time to think. And maybe that's dramatic. Maybe I just don't know how to manage my time well. But at least in the fact I can certainly say is I'm not glued to my phone as much. Obviously, I still have to use my phone uh, and computer for school. But at least it means I'm using it just a bit less. I'm less distracted. I find myself doing other things. Again, I gave more time for reading, playing music, doing other things. And maybe it's controversial, but I can just certainly say that a lot of the effects of it were, to me, very beneficial. And plus, a point I like also like to say is that my, I guess it kind of shows you who you really, your true real friends are when it comes to mm. who's actually texting you, who's genuinely hitting you up. And I found myself pleasantly surprised over the summer when some of my friends who I hadn't really talked to in a bit because of quarantine had just decided to text me and we'd talk. And it was nice because it wasn't like I was shutting myself off, but it was almost kind of uh, switching surroundings to see you know, who would be there on the other side and what I'd be doing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, especially during quarantine where contact is limited, having, you know, a sort of a group of friends that were there for you that you could contact and you guys would, uh, you know, have nice chats, especially when you can't see each other in person. That, that was definitely there as a strong point for everyone during quarantine, just helping everyone out as a little support group. And again, I think that's something that perhaps people will start to miss if we go into a lockdown again. Obviously, right now, we're free. We can go see our friends, see our family or whatever. Social distance, of course. Social distance, of yeah. course. Um, in person right now. But um, with these new uh, rules um, coming in, who knows? I think it's already in at this point. Um, yeah. You can't really access your friends. <laughs> you can't really talk to them. And it's all, it's all moving back online, which, again, is maybe a positive in the fact you can... Find out who wants to keep a friendship with you, who's willing to put the effort in. But it's also maybe a negative in the fact that you might not be able to uphold a lot of friendships and relationships that you have with others who you don't see that often. Yeah, I agree. Maybe this is a privileged statement for me to say. I think, no doubt, there are definitely so many students across the country that have it so much more difficult than we do. But at least from my experience with the guys in my year, it also lets me see who genuinely wants to care about the work. We were in a lucky position last year because a lot of our tests and exams albeit had been postponed or cancelled. So it meant we, we had a lessened workload. Of course, I think that was compensated by the fact that we all just felt a lot worse and had no sense of completion with all the work we'd done for several years. But um, I guess it meant we, we had less work. But moving forward from that, if we had a, a quarantine period now, there's no excuses to not work. I guess to me, it shows who's actually willing to put in the time in the antisocial hours and do more. Oh, wait, so I have a question just came to me. If there was a lockdown period, what, what would you delegate your time to right now? What, what, would, what would be on your priority list? What would you do in your lockdown period? I'd say maintaining the same energies 
that uh, I had, at least moving towards school, again, mentioned the designated athlete. Um, I think just trying to keep up on fitness, trying to keep up on everything else that I'd be doing normally in school. I think people act that, at least for us, being in lockdown means more time, but not really. I think it just means, well, at least there's not the journey to school. But besides that, I'd, I'd say I'm still trying to work as hard as I can. I guess it gives me more time. Maybe it's a more comfortable environment. But I, I'd, I'd try to emphasize not changing anything else. I don't know if you do anything different. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd pretty much agree with you. I would try to treat the time period pretty normally. You know, I wouldn't really want to change my routine. But perhaps um, some things that, you know, school doesn't allow me to do. Maybe, like, I don't know, I do a lot of running, uh, especially during quarantine when there was no school. Yeah. Um, I'd try to pick that up right now, hopefully maintain my fitness because we are dedicated athletes. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think I'd just probably put more time into things that school perhaps doesn't allow me to because, uh, you know, I'm there at school learning instead. Uh, so that definitely mean I'd put a lot more time into my sports and maybe perhaps um, helping my sister out with her academics or... Um, just cleaning around the house. Being a better guy. Being I a better think. person, yeah. yeah. I wish I was as good as him. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's important to mention that also school, I mean, again, really should say, school has just kind of lacked the luster it used to have. Yeah, sure, it's always it's always a tough environment to be in. But um, when you're shoved in the same building with the same people, it's almost, it's almost as if in an attempt to stay apart, we've been thrust together even more. Like, everyone's now breathing down each other's backs because, well, at least from our school policy, they make us uh, quarantine in year bubbles. So if someone would be sick, it would just be our year that's infected, air quotes. But um, that also means that we're shoved in the same building with the same people we see in the same classrooms every day, um, in the same confined space, and no real place to move or sit down. I mean, I've heard, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hear it that much, but I've heard people equate it to being in a prison. It's dramatic, but it is what it is. But yeah, I think... Um, when school's lost a bit of its charm, it's up to you to put that back into your regular life. And so I think that's important to do running. But yeah, I guess it's also, it is also sad to see because an effect of it is that uh, some guys have moved schools or changed around because their, uh, their commitments or whatever, their um, timetables didn't work as much as they used to. And with COVID, if it's safety related or just how you're feeling because school's a lot different or worse or changed, it's not the same as it used to be. And, and, it, and we've seen some guys leave already. It's only been, what, a month and a half since month school? I mean, I think everyone can relate when we say that school's no longer the same. Like, you know, it's a lot has changed. Mm. The new normal, the new as normal, they always say. They say. What is normal? Who knows? Is it, you know, is this even new? But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, school's changed, um, at least for us. Um, you know, we're limited access. Uh, um, we're stuck in a really bad building because our school loves us, of course. Yeah. But uh, with limited access and limit, you know, contact, you, it's just not. It doesn't feel the same. Doesn't give off the same impression as it used to. Maybe it feels more lonely or dead inside. You know, the the, the school environment's just gone in a way. It's not. It's no longer any contact between the year groups. It, and who knows, lessons perhaps could feel more dull or more serious. You never know because it depends on the school, really. But, um, yeah, I think everyone's had a had their own feeling about how school started this year. I think a lot of people have found it quite negative, you know. No, I don't think anyone enjoys school, especially in this state right now. Yeah. But I think that's when it really comes up to you as a person. You know, you've got to find your drive, your energy, and make the most of it. There's no point in, you know, just sitting around sulking all the time. We, it's, I think it's just important that 
you know, if you're going to school, you make the most of it at this point. Yeah, I've spoken like a true yogi, and like you said, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll push this off in a shorter episode. I guess lessons to take from this, at least for us too, is I guess making the most of everything that's given to us, particularly now because we have to. It's come to my attention that a lot of things that will be given to us won't be given to us at least for a long time or uh, very sporadically. So, yeah, I guess take what's given to you and also make what's not and take and actually take initiative because there are a lot of guys I know and the ones I respect the most um, aren't necessarily the ones who might be the smartest or be the fastest or strongest but are just the ones who are the most adaptable and are generally the ones who just uh, do the most for themselves because those are the ones I like in leadership positions and those are also the ones who uh, prospective employers or just anyone will like in the future so that's I guess the point to make and also just I guess to emphasize um, a point that we wanted to make to any younger students or anyone else who's in our position is that, I guess, in a corny way, you're not alone in everything that's happening. School's pretty annoying. Yeah, that was very corny. Huh? Yeah, that was pretty corny. That was pretty corny. <laughs> I guess I'll just be the corny one. Um, you're not alone in what you're feeling. Um, we too, like everyone else, are normal, dedicated athletes. As if you, especially if you're a young student, just get involved, take advantage of the opportunities that you have that presented to you. You know, when you're a bit older, maybe you look back on it. I think it's important that you just, you know, you have no regrets in a way. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea of looking back. I think there's situations when you might look back and think, oh, I could have done this differently. But I, I like, I also find that the moments where I'm most satisfied are not just the moments where I'm thinking, uh, I could have done this differently, but just the fact that, I, oh, I did that that way. That's a bit different mm. for me. It might not be the best scenario that could have happened. But at least it's kind of thinking, oh, Nico, uh, another state of mind or another person might not have done that I think it's kind of the, an interesting um, way to live maybe and also just another side point is just like you know what you did in the past just be proud of it you know you did it you put effort into it you know um, mm. just don't don't look back on something and be embarrassed or regret doing it you know it's always good. <laughs> like this podcast you know like we might look podcast, back yeah. and be like screw this but we're putting our effort into it now and whether or not we like it in the future we're still here right now and we at some point put our energy into it and surprisingly other people we've met I've talked to about this idea have actually enjoyed it and maybe we happen to be really boring maybe we need a lot of criticism or whatever to change what we're doing but hopefully we're just here to stay and hopefully we're here to improve I mean I hope some person can just take away something that we've said here yeah maybe just you know, put it into their life. And Even if it's one second, okay, this was a pretty broad thing, but if it's one second, I will take that to heart. Does that mean it's the the, the ending of the pilot episode? Is this, is this yeah. how we end it? Ending the pilot episode, I guess. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to, yeah. you know, I'm Sasha. He's uh, Nico. Of course. <laughs> we'll see you soon.